Welcome back, my spooky friends. I'm your host, Chappie, and this is Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. All right, today I want to start off with a story about myself, um, and then we'll get into some other true scary stories uh, just to get us in the vibe. All right, I call this one Laughing at My Own Shadow. So my room always has some kind of light in it at night, whether string fairy lights or something along that line. Um, It's not that I'm necessarily totally afraid of the dark. In fact, I sleep very well in the complete dark. Um, But, you know, the fairy lights don't get hot and I usually leave them up 24-7. So it's always light in my room. I can always see. So one night I'm asleep and I wake up about three-ish and look up, and there's a smaller shadow person peeking around my bedside table and the many water bottles I have there. For some reason, my immediate reaction was to punch it as I was tired and not scared of it and just wanting to go back to sleep. So in my half-asleep stupor, still half-looking up, I punched through my water bottles, sending them flying, and then I laughed thinking, oh yeah, what was I thinking? Like I could really land a punch on a spirit. This all happened in a matter of seconds. I wake up, see it, punch, laugh, and then turn around and go back to sleep. Um, As an adult, my level of care for things I see really depend on uh, how rested or how lazy I am. This was a lazy mode reaction. (laughs) I punched and then laughed and then rolled over and went back to sleep because I was exhausted. A more rested version may have, one, laid there observing for a moment, two, gotten scared by the expected movement when it did move, three, eventually close my eyes and pray or something until I fall asleep, four, try to empathically see if it's evil or good. (laughs) I prefer lazy reactions myself as I'm usually like, I won't know what it's doing if I go back to sleep. Like, do what you want, just don't wake me up. (laughs) Thought that would be fun to start off the show today. Um, That actually occurred uh, to me, and I just thought it was funny. So, thought I would share. Um, Don't get me wrong, I don't see these things all the time, but if I'm super exhausted or in a bad mood or something like that, I'll see one every now and then. All right, so uh, let's take a short break, and then we'll get into some of these true scary stories. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back. So uh, I want to thank everybody on the Facebook page, Paranormal Stories, uh, Spooky Shiz is in parentheses. Uh, if you're not a part of that group, go ahead and join that group um, on Facebook. It's where I put any announcements about the podcast or post any listener stories, any of you guys' stories that you send me. Um, feel free to post them there. Um, 
if you'd rather remain anonymous within our group, just send it to me specifically, and I'll post it without putting your name or anything um, so that you can have your privacy if you'd rather not shout it from the rooftops. But if you're loud and proud, go ahead and post it. If y'all come across any spooky memes, I'm all about those as well. Um, thank you for everybody that invited your spooky friends. We are up to 117 people in our group now, so that's pretty exciting, hitting that over 100 mark. Pretty, pretty exciting. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. All right. This comes to us from mydomain.com, and it's a bunch of stories from Reddit. Um, and it says adults only, so I'm hoping these are <laughs> not dirty. <laughs> we'll see. All right, cool. Let's start. All right. Don't go in there, a wise voice says in your, vo in your head. Well, if you have a fascination with the supernatural, all things mysterious and something spooky, you've come to the right place. By now, you probably already started planning your costumes for the best night of the year. So let's skip straight to the spooky highlight you came for, the scariest ghost stories ever. If you're thinking, yeah, right, I don't scare easily, hear us out. We've all heard the classic ghost stories. Still, we felt like we needed to step up the scare factor. So we braved the deepest, darkest threads on Reddit to find the scariest ghost stories ever, straight from those who have experienced the paranormal activity themselves. We also included a, first, a few first-hand ghost stories we've experienced on the My Domain team. Ghost stories are one of the best subgenre of horror because they meet at the intersection of entertainment, belief, and fear. Feeling brave? Read on for some more of the scariest stuff you'll encounter all year. All right. The first story coming to us from Reddit user QuietVoice4846. It's called Doppelganger. Late at night, I usually go to the bathroom multiple times. But for the past four days, every time I go to leave, I can see myself still standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye. It's like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly at the mirror. I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up, crawl backwards to the edge of the bed, stand up in front of our bedroom door from the corner of his eye. He thought it was weird that I got up like that because... I'm in the last month of my pregnancy, and I can't really move so well without it hurting. So he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and still sleeping in bed. I got really creeped out and finally told him about what I had been seeing in the bathroom mirror. He thought it was crazy as well, but didn't want to really talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. I have no idea what it wants or why we both saw it. Ooh, creepy. All right. So this one hits a couple of different things. There's, of course, the bathroom mirror. I will never go in front of a bathroom mirror in the dark. <laughs> um, it's super creepy that she would see it still standing straight out of the corner of her eye. Um, that's super creepy. 
the fact that he saw her moving that's typical doppelganger uh the last time we heard about doppelgangers was whenever i was talking about waverly hills um where they were describing uh people in the tour groups um they'll think they're walking by like their friend tim you know they'll see him they'll hear him everything and then they'll see tim go off in a room by himself and they'll follow the friend tim just to realize that tim's way up in front of the group not in that room at all so that usually freaks people out as well um that was from our episode three our halloween episode all right next one comes to us from reddit user bright eyes 10 haunted hotels when i was 15 i traveled to europe with my family we stayed in Atal, germany in a small inn for a few nights my parents had a double bed on the second floor my sisters had the double bedroom next to theirs and i was lucky enough to have the single room all to myself at the far end of the hall when we went to check in to our rooms as soon as i entered the hall room the hallway our rooms were in i remember almost feeling as though i walked into a wall of bad energy i felt so unnerved and uneasy in that hallway but i passed it off as an over overactive imagination i slept the first night without any issues other than waking up a few times the next night at breakfast or the next morning at breakfast one of my sisters mentioned feeling uncomfortable in the hallway almost as if the air was crushing it er unnerved me even more that i wasn't the only one who felt weirded out plus she was an adult at the time so it further cemented in my head that wing of the hotel was odd later that night i'm sleeping peacefully when at about 2 a.m i'm woken up by something ripping the covers off of me and being jerked about two feet towards the end of the bed by my ankle. At first, I thought someone had broken into my room because when I turned towards what had grabbed me, a huge looming black shape was visible in the darkness, like a man was in my room. I frantically flipped the light on only to have there be nothing there. The window was locked from the inside. There was no one in the closet or the bathroom, and my room was also still locked from the inside i stayed up the rest of the night scared playing cooking mama on my ds the next morning we're at breakfast and my sister mentions that she was up half the night because she thought she saw a person silhouetted against the wall of the room but when she turned on the light there was no one it was just a bizarre and creepy experience we checked out that day so i didn't get to experience anything after that but it still freaks me out to this day next story the rocking horse from reddit user here side one night when i was maybe 10 or 12 i had trouble falling asleep my bedroom was the entire top floor of our house with my bed and such being on the left side and storage closets and a play area on the right i was lying in bed when i hear heard noises from the other side of the room and saw a rocking horse begin to rock it was sitting just outside one of the storage closet doors. It proceeded to rock its way halfway across the room and stopped dead under the ceiling light. At this point, I was freaking out and just buried my head under the blankets and never peeked out again until morning. When I woke up, the rocking horse was still in the middle of my room. 
Furthermore, I got a stern reprimand from my parents for being out of bed playing with my toys well past my bedtime. Their bedroom was directly below the storage play area and heard creaking shuffling across the floor. Ooh, freaky. Yeah, I'm not about that. <laughs> I'd be like, we need to burn these toys. <laughs> Get them away from me. All right. These are short and sweet, so I'll just, I'll just rapid fire them. This one's called, shh. Reddit user Fuzzy Bandits gave us this story. All right. When I was a teenager, I used to babysit my cousin Alyssa. She was little, maybe almost two, maybe a little older, old enough to say sentences. I'm giving her a bath before bed when she looks out in the hallway and gets a terrified look on her face and starts crying. At this moment, my aunt's Pomeranian starts going nuts as well, barking and growling into the hallway. The atmosphere in the room became uncomfortable, and I started getting scared. I took her downstairs from the third floor in the townhouse to try and calm her down. I asked her what was wrong, and she said something along the lines of, the man with the black eyes was there. When I continued to pry, she looked up at the second floor stairs, her eyes getting big and looks at me, bringing her finger up to her mouth and says, shh, while shaking her head no. Ooh, that one's freaky. No. So one thing that's always freaked me out, I know I was that little kid to my family that would like see things that they couldn't see and like freak them the crap out by telling them what it was. But something that's bugged me ever since I was a teenager is when l other little kids do it to me because I believe them. Um, we had this girl uh, that we used to babysit growing up in their house. Our parents were like really good friends. Um, and I won't give you her name. I'll protect her identity but we would always be playing in their room and she would just stop and point either in the mirror into her closet or straight into her closet and go Andrew the man the man standing there and it would freak me out and I would get mad and be like shut up I am not playing with you anymore and <laughs> just like get out of that room as fast as I could and it always, always scared me. The shadow people are said to have had those, but mostly the shadow people are faceless. But I digress. This next one is called The Trickster. As told by Reddit user Scarlet Beeswax. <laughs> I live in this house with a basement, and every time I walk up the stairs, I would get this weird, creepy goosebumps feeling on the back of my neck. It didn't make me uneasy to go down the stairs or be in the basement. My craft room was down there and I spent a lot of time there. After a while, I would have items I was using disappear when I would look away from them. I would search and search and one day I got frustrated and to no one in particular, I said, Oh, can I please have my scissors back? I had just looked under the pile of new mail and when I turned my head, there were my scissors on top of the pile of mail. I talked to my neighbor and she told me the original owner of the house was a jolly old man who loved to prank people and that he had fallen coming up the stairs one day and died. I think the goosebumps were him trying to tell me to be careful. And every time after that, when something would disappear, I would politely ask for it back and it would appear in a place that I could not have missed it before. Thanks, old man. It was fun. 
Oh. I like it when it's not all dark and scary. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I can read that at night and be okay. <laughs> What's funny is I'm usually doing this podcast if uh, I can't sleep <laughs> or like after work or something. So it's usually like midnight or if I can't sleep, it's like three in the morning. And I'm like, and then the shadow person. <laughs> Well, I'm talking in my dark room with my fairy lights on. <laughs> oh, man. This one is called Unwanted Tenants, and it's sold by Reddit user Vanilla Gorilla. My daughter was four years old when we lived in our last home. I was a single mom at the time, so it was just she and I alone in the home. I always got an uncomfortable feeling in her room, particularly the closet area, but never thought much of it. Until one evening, I had put her to bed, and as I was doing chores, I walked by her room and heard her whispering. I listened for a bit, thinking she was talking to herself, but it was definitely a two-way conversation with her saying, uh-huh, okay, stuff like that. I walked in and asked who she was talking to. She smiled uncomfortably and said, uh, no one. I took her out into the hall, and she wouldn't say anything, but I could tell she was afraid. Finally, we went outside the house. She said there was a man in her room who didn't want us in the house, and he had told her this to tell her mom to leave. I moved out. I moved us out a month later. She has not since had an episode like this. Ooh, freaky. Just like that girl, I'm telling you. I feel like I'm going to name drop you if I keep talking about you, but... <laughs> like there's a man in my room look the man's in the closet again <laughs> ah. <laughs> this next one is called family reunion and comes to us from reddit user big chala one day when my daughter was two we were having a typical terrible twos moment she was throwing a bit of a tantrum for about five to ten minutes and we couldn't get her under control at some point she rather suddenly stopped and started staring at the wall. She then started lightly giggling. It was weird. One second she's crying and screaming, the next she is smiling and happy. Then she starts saying, funny lady, <laughs> over and over. We asked her who she saw, and she pointed to the wall again and said, the funny lady. When we asked her to describe who she saw, she described my deceased grandmother. I mean, exactly described her. She had never met her. I don't even think there that she had seen a picture. Not, not that a two-year-old could remember a picture. I'm not much of a believer in the paranormal, but I know for sure that my daughter got a chance to meet my mom, and that makes me happy. When I told this story to my parents, they didn't seem shocked, as shocked as I was. When I tried to get a response from them, they looked at me and said, I guess you don't remember that you met your deceased grandfather when you were three. The exact same thing happened to me 30 years ago. Ooh, I'm telling you, that stuff runs in families. All right, let's take a short break and get right back into it. All right, welcome back. Jumping right back into it, our next story is called The Guardian. I have been on the phone with my then-boyfriend, and he said something that made me think he was a chauvinistic, not nice person. 
And I remember telling him that if he knew anything about me, he knew exactly where I was going to go. And I hung up the phone and got in my car and drove to the park. The sun was kind of down below the tree line, but it wasn't dark yet. I pulled into the parking lot. I thought it was weird that there were two cars pulled side by side talking to each other. When I got out, the guy in the truck just stared at me in a horrible way. You know, when someone just looks at you like they're looking through you as if you don't exist. I thought, well, this is weird. It's late and no one's ever here. And then I thought, whatever, they're leaving. I don't care. I have my own problems. I only took my keys with me because I didn't want a big a big purse banging around. I headed across the field, which you have to cross through to get to the woods because there's no trail. I was taking my time and calming down. Then I realized it got really quiet. I didn't hear the birds or squirrels anymore. I heard something big moving through the woods. I thought to myself, maybe it's a dog. And then I heard the voices. The first voice is the male's voice. And he said, I know, I saw her go in this way. She couldn't have gotten that far. The second voice comes and it's quieter. And it says, shh, she'll hear you. Okay, so there are two men in the woods and they're looking for something, obviously. And I kept thinking, it must be their dog. They must have lost their dog. And then I thought, they wouldn't try to sneak up on their dog. I stood there frozen because the kind of person that I am, I could hear them getting closer to me. And I don't know how long I stood there waiting for them to get me, but I was completely frozen. And then I heard the other voice. It was distorted. Like if you heard some, someone talking through a closed door or talking underwater. You could understand what they were saying, but the voice wasn't right. It wasn't in my head because it had a volume and a pitch that changed uh, that my thoughts definitely don't do. I could almost feel where it was coming from. It was behind me and a little above, like it was taller than me. It just said, go to the river now. I don't know if I was more scared of the fact that there's some disembodied voice or a person talking to me or there are two men in the woods. I listened to the voice because I really didn't have any other options. I took off towards the river. I made a ton of noise because I was just going as fast as I could and the voice came back and said, no, quietly. I got to the river, jumped down the embankment. I squished myself against it, squeezing down into it the smallest, tightest ball I could. The voice kept telling me to stay. And I just sat there, hoping whoever was in the moods or the woods was going to leave. And I wasn't having some kind of breakdown. And I kept hearing them moving through the woods and I can tell they had split off. As I sat there, the voice just kept telling me to stay and quiet over and over again. Like it was trying to comfort me. Stay and quiet. I could hear what sounded like someone was right above me. And if I leaned out, they could see me but I had to look. I just tilted my head up a tiny bit and I could see the tips of these construction boots hanging over the edge. I could see hanging next to them this dirty old rope, just swinging next to them, swinging. I don't think I even thought anything. I was just so scared. I just tried to not breathe. It felt like hours, but I know it couldn't have been that long. The voice even was completely silent. There was nothing but me hearing this man's breathing. 
He started to walk away at some point, and the voice kept telling me to wait. So I waited. And finally, the voice said, go. Now to the field. Go now. It was screaming at me so loud. Go. Now to the field. Go now. So I ran through the woods and just got out to the field, far, far from the cars and the street. It was getting dark, and I could see the parking lot, but it was so far away. I'm running, and I hear footsteps running, and first... They're farther away, but then they're so much faster than I am, barreling after me, and there was nothing. I fully expected to see at least one of the men there, but it was silent. The only thing I could think was the footsteps must have belonged to the voice, and I hear it again, screaming at the top of my lungs that I need to run now. The footsteps come back, and they're in pace with me, running next to me, though, through the field. I had a thousand crazy thoughts because none of this made any sense. Finally, I get to my car, and I see that both cars were parked in different places with nobody in them. I refused to look behind me. If there hadn't been a voice, I probably, I would probably be a missing person's case today. It got me out of there. Ooh, that one's crazy. <clears throat> what do you guys think about... Uh, guardian angels or ancestors that look after you or any of that um, because I like to think that there is something like a guardian angel um, you know we still have free will they you know they can't interfere too much but I feel like when they can I feel like they would <laughs> but that's just my thoughts on it I have nothing to back that up <laughs> All right, a couple from the My Domain team, from this mydomain.com. This is called Purgatory Road. <clears throat> During August 2018, my friends and I took a road trip from New York City to Rhode Island. None of us had been to Rhode Island before, so we were excited about the drive, especially because we had rented a Mustang convertible for it. We left a little later than expected. It was about 10.30 p.m., and since it was a busy Friday night, we decided to punch our destination into the Waze traffic app and beat the traffic. Eventually, we started losing steam, so my friend in the back seat fell asleep, and I just kept driving along quietly. When my friend in the passenger seat told me to exit the freeway to take a side road. At first, driving on the unlit, winding back road was relaxing. But then the wind picked up and it got increasingly foggy and misty. I wasn't scared per se, just a little on edge. I thought about pulling over to put the top up, but decided against it since there were no cars in sight. Heavy rain was projected for the entire weekend, so I wanted to get the most out of the convertible. So I kept going along as normal, if not a little too fast to get to the main roads as quickly as possible, when something just shifted. I don't know how to explain it other than an unsettling, exposed feeling. I remember pulling my sweater over my legs to cover up. Then my friend up front told me to look at the street sign in the distance. It read purgatory. We woke up our friend in the back seat, who sort of scoffed. Seconds later, we went around a bin where a large red cross was installed on the side of the road with nothing else in sight. We just shrugged it off as creepy coincidence. By then, we were kind of joking about and indulging in the spookiness. But around the next bend, a big truck came hurtling down the one-lane road, 
aimed straight at us. Luckily, my impulse was to swerve a little to the side. Otherwise, it probably would have resulted in a head-on collision. My friend tried to get his license plate, but he sped off. Well, my other friend found the quickest route away from this particular road. We didn't really discuss what happened afterwards because we were too creeped out. And we haven't talked about it since. While writing this story, I decided to look it up. I spent an hour trying to retrace our route and found the little road. It was indeed named Purgatory, and though we didn't notice it at the time, Google Maps revealed Purgatory Road was situated next to an old graveyard. Curious about this road, I researched it further and discovered two teen girls had died there in August 2011 in an accident on the way to visit the grave of Rhode Island's infamous vampire, Mercy Brown, who died in 1892. Apparently, they decided to go for a drive down this dark, windy road because they thought it looked haunted. Creepy. I don't know, that kind of stuff. <sighs> you hear about people driving and, like, missing time or, like, getting on a road and then, like, stuff just starts hitting the fan because it's not a very, like, well-traveled road. Um, so, yeah, I don't like that at all. Not one bit. <laughs> all right moving on a watery grave i didn't grow up believing in ghosts then one morning when we were 16 when my friend's mom picked us up for carpool i mentioned that i was really creeped out by this bathroom under the stairs of my house that no one ever used i couldn't exactly define why i felt this way it just felt eerie the house I grew up in was an old Victorian home built in the 1800s, so eerie vibes were a part of the package. Hearing this reminded my friend of her own creepy bathroom association. She told me that when she lived in the German countryside for a year, there was a little section of the home that no one but her middle sister used, who was about nine years old at the time. During this period, her sister would wake up with bloodshot eyes, sometimes even bruises, and feel totally exhausted. They did everything to investigate what was going on, including sleeping in her room, working with a child psychologist and a school counselor. My friend doesn't remember much from this time period other than her sister being disturbed by something. The, the year that they lived there. She mentioned that she and her other sister, the oldest, also hated using the bathroom, that bathroom in that part of the house, because they would always feel off find thick black hairs stuck in the drain, even though each of them had fine blonde hair. At this point in the story, my friend's mom abruptly stopped the car and jerked her head around and said, that's where the woman who once lived there killed herself. She drowned herself in the bathtub. Her mom was clearly shaken. She said part of the reason they moved was because something fell off in the house. Ooh, creepy. I mean, I like these stories where the parents actually, like, move. <laughs> like, it's like common sense, but it's like stuff starting to happen. We're not feeling safe. And then stuff hits the fan and they, like, move, which is great that they could do that. But, like, some people are stuck. Like, they got a loan on that house. They can't just up and move because it's haunted. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm a check. I've said it on the Facebook group before because I post a bunch of spooky memes. 
but that realtor is going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm going to be like, I'm checking the vibe of the house. I'm checking for any doll heads in the walls. <laughs> like, I'm just making sure I'm not getting myself into a haunted situation. <laughs> All right. We will take a short break and then get right back into some true scary stories right after this. All right. Welcome back. Um, to get started, we're coming from didyouknowfacts.com. Uh, a couple of Reddit stories in here. Uh, this one's really short. Um, it says, after living in my house alone for eight years, I came to the realization that I closed a lot more doors than I had opened. This comes to us from Thought Catalog. It's first story here is called I'm Not Your Dad. A girl I used to know told me a story that her ex-husband used to wake up in the middle of the night because something was tickling his feet. She told him her dad used to tickle her and her sister's feet to wake them up for school in the morning. So when weird things started happening in our, around our house, they would just say, knock it off, dad, and it would stop. Well, one day something happened in the kitchen. I don't remember what. And she said, knock it off, dad. And as she was walking out the door, something growled at her in the ear. I'm not your dad. They moved out a few weeks later. Ooh, that one's freaky. All right. The man with the mustache. When my son was about three, he had a tent canopy attached to his bed frame. It covered about three-fourths of the length of the bed. He would always scoot towards the head of the bed and insist covering up head to toe with his blanket, no matter how warm it was. I couldn't turn off the lights until he finished. I figured it was normal kid stuff one night. Just out of curiosity, I asked why he covered up so thoroughly. His response? Because the man with the mustache won't stop touching me. He always tries to tickle me. If I'm covered way up here, he can't reach me. No one else had access to our house, so needless to say, that scared the crap out of me. To this day, he's still covered with his blanket, no matter how warm it is, although not as thoroughly as he used to. He does remember the man, but still will not go to bed uncovered. He is a teen now. Wow, that's freaky. Oh yes, an imaginary friend. Ex-girlfriend moved into an apartment across the street from me and told me her little brother had a new imaginary friend named Alex. Well, I had been living in that neighborhood for about five years, and three years prior to her moving in, the, in my neighbor Alex hung himself in that house. Creepy. All right. From SheKnows.com. Here's some shorter ones. Whispering ghosts in the attic. My parents' house was a big garage with attic space that my dad converted into a sort of summer hangout spot for me and my brothers. One day, my best friend was over and we were out on the lawn when we clearly heard laughing and whispering coming from the garage attic, and we assumed it was my brothers. So we ran in, climbed the ladder to the attic space, turned on the lights, and it was totally empty. Number two, the haunted dorm. 
The college I went to in Boston was haunted. Almost every night at 2.36 a.m., my room would get really hot and I would hear footsteps pacing back and forth. On one occasion, my girlfriend and I saw a black-haired figure apparition gasp and run through a locked door out of the corner of our eyes. The story about a teenager who got asked, who asked for guiding spirits to come to her, and they did. Days later, my mom tells me that a few nights earlier, when she was getting up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, she witnessed a male ghost standing over me while I slept on the couch in the living room. She sat in her bedroom's doorway, afraid, and kept silent. Um, this parent whose toddler sees dead people, uh, that comes to us from a tweet from Jeremiah Tolbert. It starts, toddler sleepily. A lot of people live in our house. Me. Mama, Maddie, and me, that's all. Toddler pointing to me, pointing behind me, and them too. I turned to see an empty hallway. I'm 99% certain it was an empty hallway. Oh, that's creepy. Kids, they just, oh, something about. And I think it's because I experienced it too whenever I was a kid, but there's something about kids that makes them sensitive to that stuff sometimes. Then they just got to tell you about it. So like all you parents out there, good on you. Because <laughs> my kid comes and tells me there's something. I mean, I might tell her, like, no, there's nothing, you know, but like, there might be something. <laughs> don't, don't go mess with it. <laughs> don't bring it in here. Goodness. All right. Next one is called The Super Creepy Room of Whispers. There was a black orb just there. I couldn't tell if it was on the wall or if it was floating but I knew it was clearly visible. I figured it was just my eyes adjusting to the light, so I flipped back around. After around 10 minutes, I looked to see if it was still there, and it was, but I kind of disregarded it. As soon as I turned around, I heard a whisper in my ear threatening to kill me. From that day, the room was full of whispers, no matter the time. It would be multiple voices just whispering. I could never make out anything they were saying but it still freaks me out to this day Ooh, that one's freaky i don't know like a black orb that seems like uh questionable just because like she's saying she's the only one that can see it and i mean that i guess that could happen but like <sighs> i feel like you wouldn't just be like oh yeah that's the room with the black orb where the whispers happen <laughs> i'd be telling everybody drawing a picture of it or something my gosh this terrifying vision of a black figure i was awoken one night by the sound of tissue paper wrestling i had received a gift the night before and left the gift bag on the floor now i was awake and i didn't turn over thinking his ac must have kicked on that is what i thought until my purse that had been sitting on the shelf fell over i immediately sat up and to my horror, I saw a black human-looking figure crawl to the bedroom door. I say human-looking because to me, at least, it did not seem to be fully human. Anyway, it looked back at me, opened the door, and crawled out. Now, 
I know what some skeptics may say. I was dreaming or experienced sleep paralysis, but the sound of the door opening and closing woke my boyfriend up. We got up, searched the house. Nothing was missing. Oh, that is so freaky. No, thank you. All right, welcome back. This next one, this Nightmare Playroom Freak Show. I was downstairs watching television when I heard my brother and a friend running around upstairs. He was 16, so he makes a lot of noise when running and walking. It sounded like... It sounded like they were banging around, so I called up to them to keep it down because it sounds like someone was going to fall through the floor. However, no one answered. I call my brother on his phone and tell him to stop running and jumping around upstairs. He tells me he hasn't been home at all, and he's been out for hours and doesn't plan on coming home. So the logical part of my brain tells me there's someone in my house upstairs. I grab my taser and look through every room and closet. No one. My house is empty except me. As soon as I realized this, toys from our playroom, my mom owns a home daycare, started going off. Not just one or two that fell off or are malfunctioning, at least 10 toys are making sounds and going off. The last straw was when I heard what sounded like one roll across the hardwood floor. I immediately locked myself in the bathroom downstairs, called my boyfriend until someone else in my family could return home. <laughs> Ooh, freaky. Freaky, freaky. Those are the kind of stories I like. So if anybody has, you know, any uh, personal experiences or anything like that with the paranormal, uh, feel free to let me know. And then I will read it on here. All right. Next one is the creepy babysitter incident. I can't remember exactly what game we were playing. But my brother and sister and I were sitting on the floor in a circle playing some board game with our babysitter when three pennies fell from the ceiling and onto the game board. We all looked up and there was nothing on the ceiling. The pennies fell straight down. We were in the middle of the room and there was no way they could have fallen from anywhere else. It was the creepiest thing ever. I came home from school one day and I was home alone. I laid on the couch and turned the TV on. And from where our couch was, you could see straight into the bathroom at the end of the hall. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw something in there move quickly. And then I heard a huge crash in the bathroom. I got up to see what it was, and a picture that my mom had hanging on, her, on one wall of her bathroom had been thrown across the bathroom and smashed across the wall on the opposite side. The picture was of an angel holding a baby. All right, the vengeful ghost on the street. One evening, I was walking my dog not far from my house and smelled burning incense. Normally, I wouldn't think anything of it, but right when I smelled it, it sent some sort of tingly sensation through my whole body, which made me stand straight up. At the same time, I saw this older Indian lady just disappear. I kept walking my dog, but had this intense feeling of anxiety. Like, I just needed to get out of the area as soon as I could. After I made it a few blocks, I felt calmer, came back home, and told my family what happened. It didn't really, I really didn't think anything much more after that. 
A few days passed, and all of a sudden, one evening in the shower, I felt pain in every single bone in my body. It was almost down on the shower floor, thinking, what could be wrong with me? My body was tingling, and my vision went black. And all of a sudden, I saw the woman again. Instantly, all the pain was gone, and my vision returned within seconds. Next thing that happened, my wall creaked. My towel fell from the hook, and my robe, which hung next to the towel, started to sway. I called my mom, and she said she was sending the spirit of my grandfather to protect me. Instantly, the light in my room started getting brighter than I had ever seen it, and then a sense of peace and quietness. Afterwards, we blessed the house with sage and haven't had a problem since. Ugh, creepy, creepy. That's some ancestor stuff. I do not, do not like that. All right. This one is from Sarah Roth. She writes, someone was watching me. My first experience was when I was much younger, eight years old. I was in my room near asleep. You know how you can just feel if someone is watching you, whether it be malevolent or not? I felt that and set up to see the shadowy man at the foot of my bed. He had the hat on with the large brim and red eyes with no distinct features, just shadow. I couldn't move, he didn't move. My memory doesn't serve me as well as I wish, but all I remember next is my parents not believing me. That's the worst part. I've been institutionalized at one point because this, I was 13. Anytime I even get a glimpse of him or even see a picture, my stomach drops and my spine turns to ice, and no one will ever believe me that it's him, not me. At around 14, I saw him again on my birthday. I saw him the following day as I was waiting for the bus, and again on my 15th birthday, and so on. I see him a lot, not regularly, but enough to never forget. All right, let's take a short break. And close it out. All right, welcome back. Our last story um, kind of ties in with the first one about the weird road. Um, the name Mercy Brown. Possibly a vampire? Let's see. All right. When the body of Mercy Brown was exhumed in Rhode Island churchyard one day in 1892. Witnesses gasped in horror. F fresh blood appeared to ooze from the cor corpse's mouth. The girl had died of tuberculosis, a deadly disease that had become a global epidemic by the end of the 19th century. George Brown's family had quickly succumbed to the illness. His wife, eldest daughter, and daughter Mercy had died between 1890 and 1892, and his son Edmund had become sick. Friends and neighbors of Brown convinced him that the cause of Edwin's illness was vampirism, and they persuaded him to have the bodies of his wife and daughter, daughters exhumed. When the coffins were opened, witnesses found that his wife and eldest daughter had undergone significant decomposition. But the more recently buried body of Mercy was relatively unchanged, suggesting vampirism. Though in reality, it had more to do with the freezing New England weather, 
Mercy's heart was removed from her body and burned on a flat stone not far from her grave. The ashes were then mixed with water for her sick brother to drink. But the gruesome mixture failed to cure the boy, and within two months, he was also dead. Wow. The small church known as Chestnut Hills Baptist Church and the stone where Mercy Hart's heart was burned still stand. Some say if you hide a little way from her grave, you may witness Mercy taking a ghostly stroll through the graveyard. According to others, if you knock three times on her gravestone and ask, Mercy Brown, are you a vampire? Her spirit will speak to you or appear. Oof. My goodness. Well, no wonder, you know, the boy died. They're just like, oh, here's here's the ashes from a, from a, your sister's dead tuberculosis heart. <laughs> Drink it. <laughs> like, that's, what? Stop giving people stuff to drink. <laughs> that, you're not supposed to drink that. That is, that is not, no. No wonder people died back then. You have ghosts in your blood. <laughs> All right. So that's the last story for tonight. Um, thanks for joining our Facebook page again. Um, if you have any stories to share, uh, please send them my way, um, through our Facebook group, Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shiz. Um, if you feel like joining our group and posting a funny meme, uh, spooky preferred, um, or submitting your own story, feel free to post and use that space as you will. If you would rather stay anonymous, as many of my guests do, um, you can just message me your story and I will tell it on the podcast and keep your name out of it. <laughs> but it is really cool to see these shared experiences, um, just a whole bunch of creepy, spooky stories. Thanks again for everybody that you know has been listening. Um, I will see you guys next week. Stay spooky, my friends.